0: Hello and welcome to episode four of the Hub Systems podcast, the voice of Man's Model Moments, the blog of the various ramblings on the modelling and gaming antics of my son and I. My name is Alex Mann, and with me, as always, is my son, Oscar. Hello. In this episode, we'll be delving into the eldritch horrors of the Cthulhu mythos, and uncovering Uncle Mike's game Strange Aeons, version 2, which we've mentioned in a previous episode, after hearing Nathan and Lang talking about it on uh, Jaded Gamercast. Uh, we're also grateful to Phil and his crew over at Firebase Delta for their mention in the most recent episode, uh, where they discuss the future of Firestorm Armada, which is well worth a listen if you've not done so already. First though, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've done since the last podcast, which it's a couple of weeks for you, right
1: Oscar? Yeah, definitely. Well I don't know, it's been a busy couple of weeks actually. We've managed to fit in quite a lot of the. Uh... Gaming, which with uh, strange aeons games, which as we'll talk a bit about later on, have been absolutely brutal and horrible, but um, <laughs> still very fun. Uh, the weekend, I don't know what what the date was when we last went, week. Last week, uh, we went to Alton Towers, which was amazing. Yeah, how uh, many rides did you go on? All of them, more than once. We went uh, on six main ones, which we went on.
0: You went on Nemesis four times, three times, four, four times. Four times. I went on twice.
1: Basically, no cues was brilliant. Air.
0: Yeah, we had a really good day, so, which I I did mention last week. But yeah, it was.
1: Uh, it was great. Yeah.
0: Esther didn't really like thirteen, <laughs> even though she would then said she wanted to go on it again and was terrified for second time. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Good Point, time. Points for bravery. The school's been pretty pretty normal, like because I'm in year eleven, you know GCSEs and everything. It's like, in Year 10, I thought it was going to be, like you know, just like sailing through, you know? Because it was pretty easy in Year 10, but Year 11, it's oh, like, oh, real life bring me back, now. please. Uh, and my PS4 gaming, it's sort of just been pretty stable. Not much new has happened, just playing the old games. Waiting for No Man's Sky, which, for all of you who don't know, it's an exploratory game. Very, like, elite. Dangerous for xbox players but it's a ps4 exclusive game if you're interested in that kind of thing space fighting alien creatures look it up it looks really really good yeah and just on the the elite dangerous side of things which i've been
0: playing for a few weeks now i entered the i don't know if it was a beta it was sort of a, an open pre-release game now it's been released as a full game so i've just automatically upgraded as part of the, the early trial uh, and that's really good uh if any of you played Elite. Um, way back in the 80s it came out Uh, 1984 I think Um, really really good game first game that really looked at vector graphics and a 3D environment and brought up to date on modern day consoles it's really quite amazing and you can do anything you can pretty much you can go mining which is what I'm trying at the moment you can be a vigilante you can be a trader uh, you can do all kinds of stuff. So. Whenever
1: I'm in the room, you're doing something bad. Last time I was there, you. <laughs> I've got a bit of a slaves. smuggling operation at the moment. I've been doing a bit of a hand solo, but I've gone straight now. I've been. I think it's a little bit worse than that. You were smuggling slaves last time I came in.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's moving swiftly on from that. <laughs> um, I've also been doing a little bit of painting. Uh, you did some your threshold agents as well. Indeed, I did. I've painted up mainly uh, bad stuff: uh, a big worm, a werewolf, a uh, formless thing. And an ancient warrior, and that's one good thing actually in Strange Aeons is doesn't matter where you get your minis from. Uh, generally, you're only typically painting one type of uh, a given sort of model, uh, so you tend to avoiding you know painting fatigue where you've got your ranks and ranks of the same thing. Uh, so that's quite a nice nice aspect. And we also ordered and received Sandy Peterson's game, uh, and again we don't know who Sandy Peterson is, but mm. Cthulhu Wars. Which we actually... I'm sure he's a lovely chap, but I don't know anything about him. Which we actually did a live audio unboxing of that we'll have a little bit uh, later on. Okay, so with that, let's come back to our main topic for discussion today, which is, of course, Strange Aeons Version 2. So, Oscar, how would you
1: describe the game? Brutal and quick. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) No, it's very fun. All seriousness. um, It's it's very nice because it's, um... It's very personal, which is what I like about it, because you can get to know who you're dealing with and what you're dealing with. So, like, my guys... I used to like my team very much. But unfortunately, I killed them. <laughs> he killed my main character, which means I had to really, like, A right mummy
0: pushed you off a building.
1: and, and I fell and, uh, to my death. You fell, must have cracked your head open on a rock, because, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, I'm dead. So the rest <laughs> of my squad was like, nah, we're going. But it's all right, because my guy was... Um, a basket case that's actually how the book describes it <laughs> yeah your you're guy that you're going to develop as a spellcaster couldn't cast spells no ever. that was his first injury <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah it's a very I would describe it as a, a sort of fusion between a traditional tabletop mini game and an RPG because you've yeah, got that little definitely. bit of continuity, haven't you? You develop your characters. In a way, it doesn't typically happen, you know, if you're just fielding a bunch of space marines or, you know, orcs or whatever it is. Um, so that's, that's quite a nice aspect of it. And, I mean, H.P. Lovecraft's World of Mythos, it's quite an
1: appealing sort of dark alternate, slightly sci-fi, yeah, slightly definitely. magic sort of thing. i just coming across that. All of the creatures he writes about are truly horrific, and the game does put it across very well because it is... Completely balanced towards the lurk. Well, it's not balanced at all. Sorry, it's completely unbalanced in favour of the lurkers.
0: Yeah, and uh, the psychology aspect of it, I think, is is very clever. Mm. So perhaps we should talk about a little bit more than about that about how the game plays. Yes. So essentially, you've got a threshold team. So these are these secret agent guys who are working to combat this this eldritch horror. So most people don't know about this ancient evil. And the Threshold is this organisation that's been set up to, to counter it. And you get about, what, three, three. typically? Three to five members Max of your team? It. Yeah, I mean, five, I included a dog, you know, which was worth a point. Yeah, uh, generally. She's now dead <laughs> as well, as, along with the handler Sister Maria. Yeah. Fortunately, she's been replaced by Sister Angela, so... <laughs> so can, my God. Just so I can keep my nun with a gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you have this little little team of guys... Um, and you're up against what they call the lurkers the, the these enemy guys and it's a very simple rule set you know it's very easy to pick up I mean we played it um, in about an
1: hour the first time didn't mm. we both, well, both games when you showed me the rule books I was like oh, oh god what the hell does all of this mean like we're never going to get to grips and now we're just like you want to play I think last time we played it was just we played four consecutive games each being lurker and threshold so yeah and what, the first game to took about it? ten
0: minutes didn't it well because
1: it's Yeah, once you know how to play, it's just yeah, it's very simple. And yet, it has a lot of nuance. It's very,
0: very clever. Uh, As I think I I might have uh, mentioned it before, I think a games designer might describe it as elegant. You know, it's it's a minimalist rule set, but actually, you know, because the the rule book, which is about 188 pages or so. A lot of that is scenarios and actually describing the monsters and and skills and things mm. um the actual rules i think it's like two pages of describing combat and stuff so it's very very clever i i think in that so your your characters have skills and they can be all kinds of things so like i mentioned animal handler that enables you to take animals like dogs so you can take your attack dogs And if you can hear in the background my dog going mad
1: outside <laughs> um you know, you can uh, have guys who. Well, my guy, he's got a cape and he's dual wielding pistols, so I <laughs> yes. uh, I do his skills around that. He has 245 magnums and you still yes, shoot, shoot him up. Yeah, because yeah. normally you'd get a, a negative effect in trying to shoot two guns at the same time. Uh, he thinks he's great, so he can do it without the minus, you know? Yeah. He, so is, was, he did was, that massive, he did stand. He did, all by himself.
0: So there are some really nice aspects to it. And the great thing is that at the end of a game, if you've been successful, or even if you've been unsuccessful, if you've still got guys that are alive um, or on the table. Which is very um, unlikely, actually, <laughs> as we found out. Yes. Well, alive. They're still alive. They've just got injuries. Well, one of the nice things is if your inverted commas killed, when you're removed from the table, that just means you're injured. You're not able to carry on. But your character does carry on. It, it then has the role in an injury table. And a lot of it is in that.
1: Unless on the injury table you roll death.
0: Yeah, which we seem to have done quite a bit. Especially with my
1: character. Yeah, because we did that. You rolled a new list and your character, character got, was the one. Removed straight away and then killed yeah. straight away. Uh, so we,
0: just, we actually we disregarded that, didn't we? Because you could have just formed a new list exactly the same because they hadn't done any missions. Um, but that's it. You do have that progression, so you can gain extra skills. So you even if you fail a mission, you may have learnt something. You may be able to come back. And even if you've got an injury, sometimes that leads to skills. And that's very thematic. You know, if you fight a monster I mean I Sister mind. Maria you hate it. Hated that um, dark, dark puppeteer, puppeteer yes. before she was then killed. But anyway. So it's got a really nice way of handling all those little bits that, you know, combine to provide that narrative element in the game. And black marks is the other thing. Now we've oh. only ever had one black mark on Franco who then died. <laughs> Um, So this is a way of showing that psychological erosion that these dark, eldritch horrors have, because they can take... And actually, that was one of the the ways that Franco got it. They can take your characters over, some of them, and compel them to do actions. he ended up shooting my character with his Tommy gun, um, (laughs) giving him a head trauma. (laughs) Um, And he couldn't live with himself, but then he died. So uh, he obviously couldn't live with himself. So, very, very clever in the way it handles all of that, that sort of stuff. So, it makes it a whole lot of fun. So, you've got this very minimalist, light-touch rule set, which, even if you're playing it wrong, you can still... Because we made several mistakes in our first games, oh, didn't God, we? Oh, God, yeah. But it doesn't really detract from the fun that you're having. No, it's you still know? good, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, now we've... For, to start with, we didn't do the advanced rules of gun jamming and stuff. Mm. Uh, we've introduced that now and <laughs> straight away it's like you had a gun jam I had a gun jam <laughs> like, I got a critical hit on your wolfman though <laughs> you did yeah. yeah so we had a wolfman so you get a lot of different characters the so I don't think we've really played the same things twice have we uh, I mean, we've played the same scenarios but we've played the modifications of them so mm. we've never duplicated anything we've never
1: really faced the same I think stuff the only thing you really do again is cultists because they're so cheap Yeah. and they're just normal humans and enemies yeah. But, but there's so many different ones that it's so interesting to try and try out a new enemy. Yeah, and that Wolfman, you shot him and when Wolfmen are injured they have to roll resolve test <laughs> to turn stay back as Wolfman.
0: Otherwise they just turn into an unarmed cultist, which is what my guy did. And then he was shot
1: in the face.
0: Before well I did pick up a stick and belt your guy in the floor. <laughs> yes, you <did>. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, if this sounds like a, a lot of fun, uh, we certainly find it that. Um I go to the, the website it's Uncle Mike's uh, a Strange Aeons Version 2. Just put that into to Google, Strange Aeons Version 2. You'll be able to uh, to get onto it straight away. The rule book's, I think, $25 Canadian, which is not a lot. Canadian dollars aren't real, no. so... Oh. <laughs> I think it's about £12. Uh, at the moment, the pound's pretty strong, so we had a pretty good exchange rate, but I think...
1: Um, Wasn't it the postage, which was just
0: extraordinary? Well, yeah, if we'd got the printed book, uh, I think it was... Going to be $45 plus 40 postage. So, hence the PDF is a good option. Um, We just got it printed at a local print shop and just spiral bound just so we could use it. Um, Yeah, and you know, that as an entry point for a game, I think, is very good. You know, it doesn't bind you to a particular miniature set. We actually looked at the ones uh, online on Uncle Mike's and, you know, they appeal to a certain type of person (laughs) um but for us there are some you know there's a lot of other miniatures out there uh reaper minis obviously have a a wide range of all kinds of different stuff from all kinds of different sculptors and we found quite a lot of our threshold agents from there
1: and quite a few of our enemies
0: yeah quite a few of our monsters that hideous construct thing the worm the werewolf yeah all all kinds of bits etc and they're pretty good value also pulp figures i'd never heard of them before but there is a link on the website um to them uh, uncle mike's website and they again any sort of imagery from the the sort of 30s 40s uh you know you can get away with a lot in uh, in this game and if you want to really have it in a different era there's no reason there's nothing to really stop you is there
1: no exactly you can i mean it's pretty easy actually because you could make your own things in it couldn't you yeah, absolutely. Just give it a label and some values because they're it's very very simple and yeah, well, well done. We weapons kind of arrange
0: they have
1: damage value, damage value, and, and how many dice age. you roll. Yeah,
0: yeah, and there's there are things like a atomic gun and a machine gun and things in there as well. So you, you could easily make your own stuff. Exactly. Um, but also we found the the Cthulhu Wars figures, which Ooh, are yes. made by. I think they're sculpted by fenris games um again a lot of these companies we'd never heard of before but you know glad we did definitely glad we did so as far as the process, a good good segue actually to go to the cthulhu wars unboxing that we did um a little bit earlier in the week so we recorded this live so we'll put that in here and then we'll come back to that yes. afterwards we are in possession of green games cthulhu wars core game Number 4,254 of 10,300 cartons, which is very specific, <laughs> and we're going to unbox it now. We haven't looked at it before. Very exciting. Spent all day in the office, come home, I've known this is going to be delivered, so quite exciting. Comes in a very sturdy, very large box. Irritatingly large. <laughs> with, with a piece of cardboard on top, and then enormous, very heavy, oh my god, um box inside. Thank you Oscar for getting rid of that. Quite shrink great, wrapped. Yeah. We'll put some uh, photos up on the website. Not a bit shrink wrapped because I'm about to open it. Uh, if I can open it. Probably need some scissors. But... <coughs> Give it a It's yeah. quite a robust shrink wrap. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is a pretty substantial box. <laughs> That's quite nice though with the shiny it on the edge. Very professional.
0: Yeah, it is uh, a very nice textured box, actually. So Cthulhu was a Sandy Peterson game. I can't say that I've ever heard of Sandy Peterson before this. To oh, we've looked but quite a lot into it. I'm sure so he uh, is vaguely uh, important. Vaguely important games designer.
1: <laughs> so very tight fitting box, Ooh, damn, which that's seems a lot of to stuff be crammed full. We've got the rule book right there. Nicely sized. Quite
0: concise. Not sure what kind of size you would call that, about 6 inches by 8 inches. Uh, A list all the expansions. Quite useful. Which I believe are
1: available on the new Kickstarter which will be coming up. I am liking whatever this is. It looks like it's a map of the world in a very presented, very beautiful way.
0: Oh yeah, and you've got the other side of the world here. That's half, half of the world. got Europe, Asia,
1: Africa, South Atlantic, Antarctica, the Indian Ocean, North Pacific.
0: This has South America, North America, Australia, New Zealand, which seems to be the other half of Australia. I'm sure they won't be happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not looking
1: in a world, sure,
0: They look good. They look nice and robust. Good, thick. Doesn't look like the world at the moment, though. No, it look, I think this is supposed to be post... Post-humanity. Cthulhu dominated a Little bag. That's the bag. I'm not quite sure what that's for,
1: but uh, this <laughs> is saying all of the gods. So we have the Black Goat, Great Cthulhu, Calling Chaos and yellow sign. So those are the four different Braces. factions in the game. And then we've got some ritual tracks, which look pretty bad. Once you get past ten, it just says instant death. So it'll be nice <laughs> to find out what that is. Okay. So we know absolutely nothing about this game, really. So, Oh,
0: that one's got... Uh, yeah.
1: And then a Doom Tracker. Goes all the way to 40, but 30 is game over.
0: Hmm. Interesting, don't know what that means either. Turn sequence game cards. in. for some reason a little plastic bag. Oh, and then we seem to have what, four, which I guess is one for each of the factions. A card. Again, same thick card. This must be... About an eighth of an inch, about four millimetres thick, so really substantial card yeah, counters. Be some little summoning...
1: Oop! <laughs> popped out there, as you probably heard. Wrong, am I, by saying each of these have like, little card cards? I think they're spell books. Spell books for each of the factions, though.
0: Yeah, yellow sign there. calling chaos...
1: Uh, some other things which we don't know what they are. And
0: the part we have oh, been waiting for. Oh my
1: lord. They so. are some immensely huge
0: models. <laughs> the reason we got this game was for the minis, okay, primarily.
1: Save and colour, Dad. Wow. Well, let's start with Cthulhu. Bum, 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 bum. And we have... The largest model. Beautiful so detail. So, that is about 8
0: inches. Six to eight inches tall. Huge, huge. And these are 28mm scale, I believe. Really nicely cast, hollow cast as well. Which is quite nice, keeps the weight down. So are these the main
1: gods, then? These are the six main gods, Oh, I'm just saying, the uh, case around it isn't foam, it's really nice plastic.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, it's very rigid plastic.
1: No, this guy's one of my favourites. Yeah, and I can't remember the names of them. No, but he's got... Three tentacles and eyeballs in his hands. It's pretty grotesque, actually. Big blue nice. guy. We uh, have. A Black goat, th- isn't it? Yeah, a red thing. Well, there's with, lots of red things. The tentacles.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and teeth. This is, probably, this is probably not the best description. <laughs> uh, now we have like a giant floating tentacle head thing. Yep, yeah, a yellow, beastly, mostly tentacle thing. Eyes, multiple big mouth. mouths, and then we have three of slightly smaller, but they're the same thing, yeah, very similar. They mm-hmm. appear to be the red goat followers, I think. Yeah, so these are tri
0: legged, sort of goat hooved, bloated body, massive tentacles, and a mouth,
1: very much like the big one we have. Yeah, okay, now but under that, that is actually only the main... topper,
0: and oh, then, oh. then you have bags of three bags
1: three bags these are the minis some more filled than others so let's go with the, the oh, one with was, the least I was going to go it. for that one because I can see the king in yellow yes yeah, so can <laughs> I okay so we have three what appears to, so they're blue so I'm assuming they go with the tentacle guy they look like winged goats yeah demonic so, creatures of
0: yeah, yeah. interesting and again substantial little bit smaller yeah, still a than small, they <laughs> 40mm base, perhaps? Yeah. A little bit smaller than a, a large base in Warhammer. Um good 40-50mm high. Really nice looking model.
1: That That is amazing.
0: So this is the keen yellow that Oscar's looking at now. There you go, have a look. Which again, really substantial model. Very nicely cast. Quite hideous. That'll look pretty good. Okay, so next bag. Boring or go, interesting? Go for a large one. Oh, okay. Interesting. A large
1: <laughs> bag. Bam! First model. Oh nice so we have a sort of mouthed snake with lots of eyes and huge bat type wings dual wings two sets that looks uh, pretty cool very nice and it's blue so it goes with the yep. blue factory tentacled guy uh, another blue model out here uh, it, it's a formless shape oh it appears to that, be yeah that might be a flying poly. well you've got I think you've got we've got several of these in here
0: well, that's big. I mean, it's quite gross. It's got lots of eyes, great big mouth, and it stands a bit bigger than a standard 28 millimeter figure. So he's a, he's a flying polyp. Okay. So next,
1: three, four of the red models.
0: Okay. And these are
1: what appear to be
0: mygos. Yeah, they do. They look like mygos. So they've got lots of legs. But what's about
1: eight legs? Set of wings carrying what appears to be the brain jars.
0: Yeah. Tentacle head.
1: Brain and head as well. And again
0: they're big, they're even bigger than the, the flying polyp, so very nice detail on those. I think they'll paint up really well actually. Definitely.
1: And moving on to yellow, another form. Another more winged creatures.
0: Ah, now these are Bayakis.
1: Very insect like. Very insect like and a horrible sort of Bloated body, various claws and pincers, yeah, quite amongst its body, crab-like almost,
0: and sort of insecty wings. And there's definitely buyer keys. I mean, they look like it anyway. Um, but also, if you look on the Cthulhu Wars website, they do actually have a, a PDF concept art book that you can download, which has all the art, the concept sketches for these, uh, which is very cool. If you're into Lovecraft stuff, that's that's a really nice document to to have. Okay, what's next?
1: Green models. There's only four of these. So Okay, hey. first
0: of all, we've got these blobby, disgusting, almost shapeless form. They're not shapeless forms, though, are they? Shoggoths, aren't they? Shoggoths, that's it. Yep. Nice. They're sort of dripping with fluid, and sort Again. Of towering over. If I get one of my little 28, or one of your 28 millimeter guys, it's sort of towering over and just coming face-to-face with the investigator there. I don't fancy his chances, to be honest.
1: <laughs> the other two, we have very Cthulhu-like creatures. Snake body. Okay, these
0: are... I think in Strange Aeons, these are... Are they godlings? Godlings, yeah. Yeah. But I think they're spawn in, the, um, in the Cthulhu Wars uh, mythos bit. Similar, similar kind of thing. And they're sort of a maggoty body, humanoid, torso, arms. Very Cthulhu-like head with sort of an exposed brain part and the same sort of very magical probably yeah you know, Cthulhu-ish wings and again putting it with a 28mm figure it's a little well it's a little bit taller with its wings um, but it bear in mind it is sort of
1: hunched over
0: yeah you know, sort of dragging itself forward with its its two four limbs so very
1: gross Lovecraft manner yeah <laughs> really nasty okay next bag is a bag of humanoidy creatures and humans
0: so I think there's the... I'm right, the cultists. cultists. doing
1: yellow first, okay, well. I mean, these are not cultists. Whatever okay. they are, they're disgusting. So it's like a, a mummy. So all the bandages are coming off the half-exposed...
0: And you've got sort of a organs. crabbish, deformed claw coming out. It's a gaping mouth. Yeah, quite nasty. I think... Um, the book actually refers to them as undead, and they certainly look that. And you get six of
1: those. So. Um, and like you said, there's the cultists.
0: Okay, yeah, so these are, again, let's get a 28mm figure just to compare them. And they are spot on. Spot on, 28mm, same size as, as your investigator guy. Open a, opening a some sort of, I do know it's a Necronomicon or just some spell other spell book. book. Some spell book, yeah. Casting from that. All the same pose, all the same. Uh, and six of them. Yeah, figure and six of those, yeah. So red. What have we got?
1: Red. So we have another six cultists, exactly the same pose as the yellow ones, just in red. And there are two other reds, though. There are little iminy, demony, Eemony. demony, Eemony demony, demon imp creatures
0: holding a what looks to be like a severed forearm. Lovely. Yes, because it's got a handle. That's that's nasty. So, and I think these. Referring to the book again, are ghasts.
1: Yes, nasty, nice. definitely.
0: But again, they're uh, they're slightly smaller. They're sort of 20 millimeter size, but hunched over in a very sort of feral, quite well built up as well. You wouldn't want a meet one. No, lots of musculature, but exposed sort of spine and devolved features. But again, very nicely cast. Very nice detail.
1: So blue, uh, again six original cultists, but that oh, is and that's it. That's all that you get. All the blue, that <laughs> is all the blues get.
0: So I guess the blues get more hideous creatures.
1: Get, yeah, maybe they're more powerful yeah. And last but not least, green. So again, a of six cultists, and then there are four other things. Here we go, I'm like giant grotesque frogs with sort of fish faces full of teeth. And gills on the side of their body. Oh, this
0: so these are nasty. deep ones. Must be. So those of you who know Lovecraft, uh, I think these are first mentioned in *The Shadow Over Innsmouth*. The deep ones. Yeah, they're quite nasty.
1: And they about half the size of the cultists standing up, but again quite yeah. curled up in figure. And
0: yeah, the bulk of it. You can imagine it's going to be way more than the man, isn't it? Definitely. It's going to be like 100, 120 again, kilos. Want, no, definitely not. And the teeth in that are probably about the size of a hand. Sometimes bigger in any cases. <laughs> yes, that's nasty. So, okay, what else do you get? Uh, a
1: little box of Bag, sorry, of counters. Uh, two of each colour. Yep, yeah, so rocks. like little
0: piles of rocks. Don't know what they're meant to represent, but I'm sure we'll find out. in Game, and then you also have
1: uh, a bag of 20 dice. Yep, yeah, as
0: you get in all games. A nice bag of dice to to start play with. So, okay, so what are your impressions then, Oscar, of the Cthulhu Wars box set? Damn. Yeah, that's, that kind of about sums it up, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> so many mono- models, like, the scale of them is, I thought they'd be at least half the size of everything, but yeah, they, that's a lot of resin.
0: They give a real impression of, well, big, nasty creatures that you really wouldn't want to meet. I mean, these are going to be, uh, these are going to be quite imposing for our threshold agents to face, aren't they? Definitely. So it's not a cheap game. It's about $199 RRP. We paid about uh, three quarters of that, about $150, including shipping, obviously in, in British pounds. But it's a, it actually prints on the side. It's a 6.3 kilogram box. That's about £14 pounds for all those listeners out there in North America who are still used to imperial weight measures. Before you get it, that's, that's a good price. I yeah, mean, definitely. Yeah, I think if you were just buying these just for the models, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's a, an astonishingly large model. I mean, what's this guy called again? He's... Hasta. Um, Hasta. And he is huge. And these are pre-made as well. So they are multi-piece models, which have been uh, put together uh, for you before shipping, which is, which is quite nice. I mean, Hasta, he stands three times as high as a standard 28mm figure. He's huge. He's... The size, more than the size of a Carnifex in, in 40K, let's say. That's an impressively huge. large, nice and detailed model. So, yeah, they are multi piece and have been glued together. So, there are a few mold lines that a little bit of green stuff would just blend away, but nothing, nothing horrible. There are no huge gaps which look obtrusive, which.
1: Like even paint would probably solve it. Oh. <laughs> These need care and detail. <laughs> but really nice very, very nice.
0: yeah they'll come with bases which are either integral to the casting or again they've been attached to afterwards
1: and each of the factions come in their own colour so yeah. you can just like, go ahead and play straight away yeah if you're going to be using this as the
0: board game there's nothing to stop you going straight ahead. I mean, we will undoubtedly paint these. But no, very, very impressive. There's a as a large model camp. we will get pictures on the on the blog, just so you can get a, an idea of the scale of this game, and put some other figures just so you can get the
1: idea of scale. More than likely, we'll come back and talk about it again. I think we will.
0: So we've played quite a few games of Strange Aeons now, since getting Cthulhu Wars, and we've used some of those minis to expand the range of lurkers we fought. So, what are your thoughts on the on the Fenris sculpts then in the Cathedral Wars game,
1: Really, really nice. Like, um, know, uh, I'm just I'm looking at the King in Yellow right now, and it is a mix of mass, precision, and just I tentacles. Know, hot, <laughs> yeah, tentacles, and just <laughs> horror. It's just so horrible, but I'm captivated by it. If you know what I mean. Nah odd sense of sort of...
0: Yeah, I think that really captures the whole... I mean, I think that's one of the things that's really appealing about Lovecraft's work, is there is this undercurrent of captivating evil, this sort of horror that you can't turn your eyes away from.
1: Yeah, like, I, I know Cthulhu is the bad guy, but, you know, is there anything cooler than a giant squid person with giant wings? I mean, like... <laughs> I don't know.
0: The... No, oh. <laughs> the guy whose name I can well, That's another thing we about can't. Lovecraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're alien words. They're not meant to be pronounced by human mouths. He um, seemed to do that pretty well, though. Yeah, yeah. And so we fought... I mean, we've had my goes, We fought Flying Polyps. Um, Wendigos, one of the my Wendigo's. personal favourites. Yeah. So we were kind of lulled into a false sense of security with our first game of Strange Irons, weren't we? We both won. Because, yeah, Threshold got, got the upper hand in both those games. Exactly. We, we got some advancements. I think since then,
1: we've not done quite so well. I think one of the things is we were a little kind to each other, you've got to admit. Kind to each other? We, I don't know. Like, <laughs> really? it, oh, the games have been getting more brutal ever yeah, since. Yeah, uh, we've been less forgiving. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I think it's like... Cause, to be quite honest I think we were both a bit afraid of like oh I don't want to hurt my other guy's characters yeah. but now that we've had some deaths I think it's like we've realised it doesn't matter as much
0: yeah it's it's fun either way and actually in, in some cases it's, it's more fun it's <laughs> more fun yes if you <laughs> it's will. really hilarious um, I mean your
1: character died as you mentioned your second character died instantly but I'm actually um, happy that he died because it made me make another list. I know it sounds very dark of me, but like, I like my new list better to be quite honest. Yeah, because my character is crippled, he's agoraphobic and has head
0: trauma. <laughs> uh, which means he can only do one action a turn now. He has to cling to terrain and uh, and his resolve isn't that good. So, Which, which it, sucks when you've got a weapon which
1: you need two turns to use. Yeah, I had to get rid of my, <laughs> my big gun, didn't I?
0: But, uh, you know, three of his original crew are also dead. You're on your well, second but technically third Threshold list, but you did well with your last game. You won. You won your last game. Didn't you? well, yeah, to, uh, I
1: thought my uh, can't remember his name now. Agent Marcus Agent Parker, was. Parker. That's Roger. his name. My dual wielding gun guy managed to kill a wolfman and a flying polyp by himself. Yeah, the rest of his crew made a re-
0: mad rush for it. Wasn't?
1: No, that was it. Wasn't? It, he think. was brilliant, and they both got killed combination of yeah they got annihilated
0: when we say killed we mean removed from the game because you don't actually die unless you've no, definitely, rolled yeah. unluckily on the as we have <laughs> yes yes, we've got a lot of I think it's just our dice we're used to rolling ones you know, we are on the bottom of the uh, the table the injury table if you roll a one on your first dice it's likely your guy's going to die isn't it I think it's a six you can save him but, yeah but that's it but that's it yeah so you've got about a well, probably about fifteen percent chance of dying if you're removed as a some major injury during the game. But yeah, it's it's still a, a huge amount of fun. I actually quite enjoy rolling on the major injury table, <laughs> well, and it did very well for you last time because I actually did. I got a you new got a new skill. New skill out I'm of it.
1: immune to fear now.
0: So even if you're removed as a major injury it isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's usually a bad thing, yeah. but it could actually work to your advantage. So, although you were you know, attacked and, and hurt by those creatures, I'm you've actually gained... i of them now. You know, you've come through that. You've overcome your fears. Yes. <laughs> okay, so there you have it, folks. Strange Aeons Version 2. We'd thoroughly recommend it. Yes. It's a huge amount of fun. Quite a unique game experience, and whilst it's deceptively simple, it has a real hidden depth and real longevity, because... When you're searching afterwards as well, you can get map points. I haven't spent any of those yet, but you can actually spend
1: those to do special scenarios. I think it's going to become a staple of ours for, for some time to come. A lot of time, yeah, definitely. Well, another thing is, I, like, the fun is sometimes not even playing the game. I mean, just yeah, I just like looking through what kind of characters there are in special scenarios, like the King in Yellow scenario. It it's, yes. looks like it's going to be great fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to play that one at some point.
0: Okay, so next time we'll be coming back to the Firestorm universe, and we'll also be seeing if we've got time to dip our toes into the Cthulhu Wars game itself, uh, and actually play that game and see how, how that goes. That'll be interesting. Okay, so signing off from the Hub Systems, it's Alex. And Oscar. We'll see you next time.